Welcome to Running It Back, the Lessons Learned from Sports podcast. Mike Palmer here. We're ready to round out 2021. So much to talk about. Before we get to any of that, Tarlin, how are you doing today? Oh, thanks for asking. I never thought you'd ask. You know, I took my last trip of the year, my fifth trip, actually, no, six trips since June. Shocking because you're holed up for 18 months. That, if you're counting, that's two trips to Mexico, which is unusual. Mm. Yeah. One to Nashville. Yes, for a fantasy football draft. And three to New York. Okay. Now, I was just realizing that's my third trip to New York. We've done 20 pods together. Yeah. We've known each other a long time. And not once have I seen you in person. And I actually don't remember the last time I've seen you in person. But I'm letting you know, just for 2022, I'm continuing to work my way through my friend group. Right. And I think you're getting, we're getting close to you. So that's I exciting. Might... That's exciting. It's something to look forward to in, in New York, specifically in Brooklyn, which is even closer than other geographies. You're actually in my borough. You're in my hood. I had an opportunity for the first time ever. I wanted to see Barclays. I had a chance to go to a game on Tuesday night. Shout out to Sobe. Yeah, uh, my new best friend who mm -hmm. runs all security there. But it was an opportunity. The reason I was really excited and, and circled that game, knowing that I have to travel for work, was I have two guys on my fantasy basketball team in that game, James right. Harden and Gary Trent Jr. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to me, game's about to start. I have no idea that not only Harden, but seven guys are not going to play the game. Yeah. And I think they played into playing. You can have a roster of 15 the Nets had eight and the Raptors had 10. Despite that fun event all around, I can see why Brooklyn has already taken over New York and the Knicks are a second rate team. It's, it's obvious from the stadium, from the energy. And that's a real ball club with real ownership and real fans. There's layered digs there. Which one do I want to choose from? You've given me a panoply of options. But yeah, the Knicks may be a little bit disappointing. Our ownership, not fantastic. For me as a Knicks and a Mets fan, it's more about the fan bases. And the Knicks fandom, our big thing right now is bing bong, bing bong. Like we lose our minds in MSG when the Knicks win. If anyone could ever give us the opportunity for Bedlam in Midtown Manhattan, Everyone knows that is the Mecca. We are amazed by the promise of a future Knicks championship, which will happen. It's a place to break records. It's not a place for it's, winners and that, that the home team, but it's a place for others to come in and break records. Great you can characterize it however you like, but when the Knicks win a championship, there will be a small devoted tribe who will explode in a way that people don't understand. Again, bing bong. So, so, so let's just do it right now on side. tape. You're in review over under next championship next 15 years. You taking the over or the under? I got I take the under. Fewer than 15 years. Yeah. There it is. I knew that was going to happen. I take the over. Yeah. Whenever it happens. Same thing for the Mets. Like these fan bases, adversity breeds resilience. You know, we are a resilient fan base. We're going to thrive in the future. That's awesome you were there. I'm actually catching a Nets game tonight, and it's easier to get tickets at Barclays than it is at MSG, too. So there's a reality as a, a New York City basketball fan. A lot of us who really are Knicks fans, we're Nets curious these days. And Kevin Durant has given us plenty of reason to believe. Even last year, like they were pretty close with Harden even less than what he is now. 
and Kyrie out. So in some ways, there was some foreshadowing of what we've been seeing this year. But it's the end of the year. It's December. Time to reflect, look back, and then lean into the new year. We had a nice run this year. We had a, a heck of a run. To quote the great George W. Bush when he was talking to Brownie, heck of a run. We're doing better than FEMA is another way to think about it, which is uh, much respect to the people who lean in around disaster recovery. And I know we had some tough weather in the middle of the country and uh, do, a lot of respect to that. But heck of a run, Tarlin. Reflections on the year. It's a lot to chew on. 2021, we thought 2020 pandemic year, 2021, we turn a corner. We turned the corner, we found another corner, and it's Omicron is here, and we're dealing with what was old is new again, a uh, little Groundhog Day early, a Groundhog Day coming in February, but it's, I could have sworn this sports season feels a lot like how it might have felt last year this time. Reflections, so we started the show in September of 2020. Jammed a lot in there. Really, the show came about coming out of trying to make sense of things and looking for lessons and, and stories and things to hold us together through sports. Nice short run, September to December of last year. Now we had a full year, 20 episodes. You were spending some time reflecting back. We're going to spend some time rolling through the years. And, and hopefully our listeners, uh, if you've listened so far, thank you. Couldn't have gotten here without you. And if you're just listening for the first time, check out the back catalog because we have 20 really interesting shows and we're going to be talking about them through the rest of this episode. You don't need to have listened to those shows to enjoy this conversation, but, uh, but certainly make sure you listen to them, especially if you think we hit on something worth noting. So yeah, take it away, man, wherever you want to go. What are your thoughts? Uh, let's start with 2021, and we did 20 pods. Come on. Let's round up that number. I mean, I mean one more. Technically, there's still days left in it's true. 2021. So just, I don't necessarily want to paint us into a corner by talking too tough right now. But yes, we could have done 21. You're right. Everything's about setting goals. So we sure. have to do at, at least 22. 22, including us being at South by Southwest. Yes. EDU conference. So we we may count that as two. It's just on steroids since we have a bigger audience and a bigger microphone. But right. so I was looking back at topics. I'm trying to, I was wanted to see how much range we have. We had one general topic around sports parenting. Mm -hmm. That was a fun show. We had one topic that really was talking about amateurism and college sports. That's the, the most recent show we did on name image and likeness. We had one on golf. So we're only one on golf. And we'll talk about the shows that didn't make the cut. We had one potential golfer that was going to make the show list. Just to be clear, the sports parenting gets a third. We did 1.333 shows on golf because we did talk <laughs> about Earl Woods on that show. That's but true. yes, yes, please. I'll, I'll work on my counting. Yeah. We had three shows where the lead protagonist was a top female athlete in two in tennis and one in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. We had four shows that was covering what is the most dominant television show on networks today, which is football. And we had nine shows on basketball. Yeah. I do remember we did the five tool player in 2020. So that was our one time dipping our toe into baseball. As I reflect, I'm wondering, as we hear from our fans, should we have more range? Should right. We, I'm not sure hockey 
will ever make the cut unless we are talking about Sega hockey. And sure. yes, I was just talking to my roommate from college last night. He had a son in the car and he wanted me to confirm that there might have been times in college where one of us lost a game, might have slammed our controller against the wall yeah. and had to then get in a car to Toys R Us so we can get a new Sega paddle. I confirmed it for his son. Yeah. Also confirmed it had great Chinese food out there as well. But maybe we we dip in hockey, but I don't hockey. know. I couldn't name a couldn't name a person. We did do a Tyson show. I think that was last year. We did a Mike Tyson we, uh, we show little, that, that connected boxing. to George Foreman, I believe, when Tyson did his late comeback. So that's back catalog. That was in 21. Correct. The so other look, one that we could dip into, and we'll talk about the shows that they're on the cutting room floor as I look back at all of the texts between you and I for the year, because that's the way we plan our shows. Yes. Who knows whether or not, and this is a shout out to one of our listeners, whether or not Ultimate Frisbee makes the cut. That's true. And so I had a long exchange with a couple colleagues at work about Ultimate. Yeah. One colleague is a diehard Ultimate fan, Mm -hmm. and I had really never seen the sport the activity i equated it to hacky sack in my head oh yeah and that's bad similar social group but yeah that's about all that's common but there are some athletes in that sport and ultimate talk about cardio and leaping up at speed leaping. Yeah. it's almost like a blend of volleyball athleticism with soccer some of the rules that were explained to me if you get a foul there are no refs so if someone fouls you, you call foul yeah and then they have to adjudicate and i joked that it's going to bring in you, you have to sign a contract and it goes to arbitration and whatever else so there's some interesting rules yeah but i i have a newfound respect for the sport yeah. What I did leave him with, I, my question to go into 2022 was, do you have better athletes in ultimate or cornhole? And so I left that as the, as the but I, but it could hit, make the cut. I you never we, know. We, we may be watching more of the Ocho. And right. that what was we're one saying of our, our, is there are at least 22 shots come at us. We're at running it back FM on Twitter at running it back FM on Twitter, if you have show suggestions, topics, and then the, the rigorous methodology is those things come in and then you and I start texting each other and eventually a show happens. You're cutting in line here too. You're not texting me about it. You're talking to me on the air about show ideas. Uh, the other one I love to get in, it, it has to, and this is a shout out to my college buddies, 23 years of fantasy football league is covering fantasy football to have conversations about the, the commissioner and that role. Yeah, how rules are created mm-hmm. and how you handle controversies. Mm-hmm. We had a big COVID IR controversy this year where someone put a whole defense on COVID IR so they wouldn't have to drop them. Interesting. It created at least a yeah. thousand texts on uh-huh. a sub WhatsApp thread as we determined what would happen in the punishment for that team. Think, good thing we don't pay for text messages anymore. Much love to that, but we do need to cover fantasy. It's- oh yeah. Hey, we don't talk much about our teams until it's in the record books. I got my two fantasy football teams are live in the playoffs. Playoffs? That's all I'm going to say right now. One day at a time. I got to say managing a COVID lineup on fantasy 
is a whole new level. It's a whole new layer of complexity. It does look like we're about to go five days a week with the NFL for the next couple of weeks, at least assuming we can continue to play. Sounds like there's the extra media week that they could play with on the back end. They probably don't want to break glass on that too soon, but just trying to think like a manager, think like a scheduler, be out ahead of contingencies. Everything's upside down. Heck of a year. Heck of a year. Let's reflect outside of individual shows more broadly. What kind of themes do you think we hit on? What jumps to mind if you were trying to make connections across the different conversations we had over the course of the year? Any, any takeaways, lessons learned from 2021? My favorite moment was thinking back to Draymond Green and his leadership style, the way that he was communicating to the press. And I can imagine communicating with the team around Andrew Wiggins' decision at the time to not get vaccinated. Yeah. Whether it's looking at coaches, bad coaches and bad leaders like Urban Meyer, looking at organizational structures, bad teams, bad leadership, bad owners, like we talked about early at the top about the Knicks. Yeah. It all bleeds into the complement corollary to what happens in business. Mm-hmm. And so the lessons and what's happening day to day with that engagement, now it's people are, are expressing themselves and their works through athletic feats, but it's no different. The lessons you take there, it's no different than which you can take, whether you're in a for-profit organization, not-for-profit organization. So that for me yeah. is, I love um, those linkages. Mm-hmm. And I also, if I were two other moments or a lesson, I, I you only spent a moment, it was a moment looking at sports parenting yeah but i think there's something to people's origin stories Mm -hmm. and i love to as we go into next year and beyond that we also spend time trying to dissect not only the moment which is why we're always trying to run it back but also learn more about the person we did a little of that with our 2x ear reading of scotty pippen's book yeah um, to learn more about scotty who he is Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i think that is a a lesson for life Mm -hmm. because right now every moment is manufactured. It's a TikTok. It's a social, it's not real. And so we are trying to figure out how to move beyond that to learn a little more because that's how you learn it, how to interact with people day to day. So those are some of the things I took away. But what about you? Favorite show, worst show? Well, I liked where you went with the Kyrie show, which was our most downloaded episode of the year. And I think we did hit the, the zeitgeist, as I like to talk about, the moment in time where something that's happening in sports is helping us work something out at a, on a broader level. And that was quickly followed by a Ben Simmons show and an Aaron Rodgers show, where I think they were all were, as a group, those three shows in a row, to me, felt like we were hitting our stride in terms of the broader conversations that are happening out in the world around us. And then the way that's helping even me on a personal level, just get through this period with some cohesion, like a narrative that I can actually grab a hold of underneath it. And, and even different dimensions of their leadership styles, you know, contrasting Aaron Rodgers as a leader with Kyrie. I do really like the range comment you were talking about. And I, I really did think the sports parenting show kind of got at that range idea in, in a few interesting ways. This show will help me remember this year and the way in which I think about some of the stories that are out there, the way I've made sense of them has helped me understand how I'm going to move forward in in good ways. I would say the Scotty show, which is 
recent. I'm seeing it more and more. I see those dynamics of a clear perceived alpha and then another really strong performer who's right there with him, but maybe more of an introvert, less comfortable in that A1 role. There's a lot. There's a lot to, to chew on in the year. And then for me, the themes that maybe you could give me some, some of your perspective on, the themes that jump out at me are, there was a lot of shows we're talking about COVID, a lot of shows where we're talking about um, mental health and whether it makes sense to play or not. And then there's a lot of shows, including the Rooney Rule show, which when we were talking about NFL coaches. Talking about race. Yeah, we're talking about race. I think the fact that we were able to use sports as a way to have conversations that get at topics that are harder to talk about head on and maybe less interesting to listen to if we hit them head on, we were able to hit them through this separate shared public narrative of the sports universe. I think that's important. And that's what I really enjoyed about the year. I would add one more. We try to, I think we should do it more or elevate just amazing female athletes. Diversifying. I have had a a newfound respect because just growing up, it's a male dominated viewership or or entertainment. And so with my daughters, and it's cool to say you're a girl dad, but I'll own that. I want to empower them in any way possible. But watching college women's volleyball because my daughter is into it. You just see it's just the, the power in the game. It's fun. It's fluid. You're picking up on players and sports that you just didn't grow up ever watching. It was never on. So mm-hmm. I look forward to you know our last NIL. We talked about Paige Buckers and mm-hmm. Azifa just to be able to track more of that. A lot of sports is designed for the male gaze. And as a dude, you don't notice. You're like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's just sports. But then at once you awaken to the fact, and actually once the, the business of sports starts to awaken to the fact that, yeah, we may be implicitly designing for the male gaze, but we're also losing a huge market opportunity by not understanding how to broaden that. Same thing around white privilege. It's, it's frequently you're blind to it until you're not. And then once, once you're aware of it, you start to realize if we broaden our perspective, if we give other narratives the, the front of the stage, that's ultimately going to open up new markets. That's ultimately good for, for business. So I, I think there is a lesson learned for us, a meta lesson learned for us as running it back. It's like, how do you open it up Facebook in a way? Facebook lesson or is it a meta lesson? Sorry. <laughs> it's a meta lesson. I'm putting my goggles on right now as we speak. I can't even say meta anymore. Thanks. Thanks, Zuck. Thanks, book. What the Zuck? My goodness. With that, I do yeah. want to share. This is our behind the scenes of the topics and shows from January till now that didn't make it. Oh, this is like the in memoriam ha- section. Had a of shot, the show. but it doesn't mean they're done. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Mike Vick. Yeah. Pete Weber has shown up three times. This is my idea. Like, and again, if you like this idea, hit us up at running it back on Twitter or reach out to me and Tarlin. Is could we do meme shows? Like just a show based on a meme that we like. And the meme that I like there is Pete Weber. Who do you think you are? I am. For, for those who don't know, professional bowler. He's a professional bowler. <laughs> also would show a rage by doing bowling. So again, we're allowed to pitch for shows on this episode. So there you go. Robert Sarver, we had him. Mm. Wanted to start cover him before he even got, before he got slammed even more because of some of the things he was doing with his general managers, goats oh. in the office, things like that. Although that one speaks to our blackballed episode, which basically 
hit on a lot. It's it's what's it's surprising. Donald Sterling times two with yeah, and it's Chris Paul, and, and Chris Paul is a central figure yep. in both of those things. So that's where if Sarver and the NBA gets hotter, gets closer to Sterling in the NBA, we'll definitely come back to that one. We were gonna we were talking about Michigan State Spartans chain. Their name was Michigan State Spartans, presented by Rocket Mortgage. So that's <laughs> yes. an early. NIL, but branding is everywhere. So it's yeah. a name, image, and likeness for the, the actual university. They'll sell their soul. I'll, yes, I'll. And, 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 and now that you're talking about it, I'm thinking there's probably a NASCAR jumpsuit angle to this, <laughs> and that would show our range where we could do a NASCAR show. Too. Absolutely. But, so but yeah, hope yeah. someone is taking notes. Yeah. Federico, are you taking notes? He's taking notes. WNBA, 25 years. Mm-hmm. We had a Phil Mickelson. He had a great quote, and then he went out and won. And I still have the text. It was, screw it, let's do another show. <laughs> we were, we were yeah. close, Phil. Uh, just we to be clear, close. I'm more omnivorous as a sports fan. Tarlin has certain dishes, like Eddie Golfer, who's not Tiger, <laughs> is excluded, especially a rival of Tiger's. Baseball, hard pass, generally on baseball, bubbling up. It's got to be the Dodgers. <laughs> one World Series win in 30 years. We'll talk is... about Fernando. We're going to talk about Fernando Valenzuela. That's uh-huh, probably uh-huh. My, my, yeah. Um, David Stern. So we talked about the trade veto a while back, and now it's in the news with someone who's in the NBA explaining why they vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers, and it mm-hmm. still makes me pissed. Yeah. Spelling Bee, the Spelling Bee champ, Mad Handles. Uh, Avant Garde, what's her first name? Uh, I've I think it's Zaya Avant-Garde. We, we were going to do a back-to-school show. So Rodney Dangerfield going back to school to do his, his famous dive and looking thinking about J.R. Smith. That's the golfer. We were at one point talking about women's pool back in the day. For those who had only a few cable channels, you might have been fans of the Black Widow. She, yes. Jeanette Lee, dominant versus Karen Core. Mm-hmm. That was the all-time rivalry. Yeah. And just doing the research in real time, it is Zaya Avant-Garde. So shout out to Zaya. The thing is, she has mad basketball game. Again, talking about range. But please continue. Can you have Marianne look up the name of Rodney Dangerfield's dive and back to school? Back, oh, it's back to school. It's a triple Lundy, right? And triple Lundy. There you go. That's and then right. the last one is we wanted to talk about athletes that change the game. So athletes that, as everyone was going in one direction, they changed the state of the sport. So we started with the Fosbury flop. Yeah. And you can even talk about potentially the Cordell Patterson's of the world who came yeah. as a, a wide receiver and now is just an all around weapon for the Falcons. And so- that this show, I think we were close to recording this show today. And that's the one to me, we got to run it back to Cordell Stewart, the original slash. Yep. Right? So that, yep. that's the, the range showing range. Yep. And speaking yep. of range, Rodney Dangerfield, who interestingly did all of his own stunts in back to school. <laughs> triple Lindy. It is referred to as a triple for Lindy. the win. Yeah. And the last one, which is the one that weighs over me. And I felt like I was the, as the kid, not doing his homework. When you checked on me. Oh yeah. It was, was Ali. Mm-hmm. The five part PBS. Four, four part. It's only four parts. Oh, I put it as six part in my head. I dropped it down one. <laughs> so the four part PBS, we will cover that. Uh, in the future. So yeah. I, I, I want to take a moment because I often only give you crap, but I want to thank you for giving me a, a space to have some fun. And what is a crazy year from the yeah. moment that COVID hit, 
when we hadn't worked through the Greek alphabet of variants, this is a way for us to have a release. And it still is a way to connect where I'm often connecting books I'm reading, like Think Again by Adam Grant, yeah. Ninkum Poopery by John Brandt. Uh, we've got Think Like a Rocket Scientist, things that are happening in business. I'm able to connect to what I'm watching day to day. I want to thank you for your willingness to, to be a part of this, but also more importantly, to thank you because you really are Suzanne, Frederico, Marianne, and all others when it comes to editing yeah. and being the man driving this engine. I, I'm just the prepper and I show up on game day. You're, you're just talent. But you're the ones driving everything. So I, I wanted yeah. to thank you. Yeah. And hopefully this gets cut out. So no one <laughs> Exactly. You're getting a little too effusive. But yeah, and I know it's the end of this year, but I, I want to look ahead to next year, uh, maybe as we conclude, what are we most excited about? For me, I'm always excited about breaking the mold. Once you have the mold, you got to break it again. Shout out to Dan Fosbury. We will cover your flop. He's like the producers. He's known for his flop. How do you do that? Shout out to Mel Brooks still with us. Springtime for Hitler, underrated show musical. Also, producers could not be made in this day and age, uh, which is a whole other dimension. But the dimension that I'm talking about is more the pop culture media. You know, you were talking about variants. We almost talked more about Loki. You and I were both big fans of the Loki show when it was on. We may toss in a few curveballs outside of showing the range of sports, more just lessons learned from sports and entertainment. But I think it is basketball at its core, which is another thing I do want to come back to. If you think about this just as a basketball podcast, the basketball shows that we did, the nine plus, because LeVar Ball does get credit for a third of the sports parenting show as well, is that we are pushing the envelope we're doing stuff to show our range but then you come right back down to it it's a basketball podcast many times and we went deep on steph curry you know jeremy lynn we've talked about mahmoud abdul raouf which is still one of my favorite shows from our first season i think we're at a point where we have enough of a catalog coming up on 40 shows how do we start to weave those narratives together i'm excited to think about how we might make more of this stuff available in a curated fashion for people who are really enjoying what we're doing. I look forward to it. And, and I know swag is coming. Swag. We're going to be at a conference. We're going to be in Austin. So if you oh, enjoy the show and you haven't signed up for South by Southwest EDU, we're going to be doing a live episode of a sister podcast, Trending in Education. It's a crossover episode. It's how Tarla and I got started. And then I'm going to be launching a new show called Inside Jackson Station, which will be live then too. So we're going to have a panel. It'll be in Austin. South by Southwest. Hopefully Omicron is not too virulent a virus, but who knows? We'll play it along as we go. Concluding thoughts, Starlin, on this episode as we bring the year to a close? I just hope everyone stays safe as you look at what's happening in London and you look at the January 2021, we are almost mirroring what happened 12 months ago. So it's a little frustrating to be feel like we're going back but hopefully folks are able to spend time with their loved ones, stay safe and treasure the things that matter. I could have taken at the top, spent time talking about the fact that I spent four months building after having golf clubs for 12 years, four months getting new clubs, waiting for them to come, hitting, hitting different clubs and waiting for them to come. I designed a new golf bag 
And I have 20 plus years of coins and other things I've collected over the time I played golf. And that bag was recently stolen. Yeah. And I could have spent time talking, but that's a thing. I, I went through my five stages. I might have to charge you for that conversation. But I yeah. went through my five stages degree, but it's a thing. So it is. Uh, it, at the end of the day, you know, only took three weeks for the police to actually see my police report. But spend time with, do things that matter create experiences. And we hope as we see experiences in the world, we can craft story and narrative that's interesting with our unique perspectives yeah. and have a great into 2021. Awesome. The The name of the show is running it back. Uh, don't call it a comeback as LL famously said. We've now been here for more than years. one year. We can say It'll, years. We, we're about to enter our third calendar year of running this as a podcast. And it looks to be uh, an exciting one on the horizon. So thank you to you, Tarlin, for making that meaningful experience something that, that I've been able to navigate over the last year and a half. And hopefully our listeners have enjoyed as much being along for the ride. Thank you to everyone who is listening out there and continuing uh, to support us. And that's a wrap. 2021. See ya. Peace.